nation. Purple and gold family. Stand to your feet. Put your crossbones up and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the island, man, it's crazy in here A whole sea of purple and gold waving in here Keep a plank or the shark tank, traders beware Because we got a whole bunch of body sailors in here huh. Armed and ready, bang the lane, be aware Because if the backboard great glass spray everywhere Welcome into the football playback right here on the Sports Objective Presented by L&K Custom Homes, our good friend Kevin Walker K.K. Walker, one of the best pirates ever uh, to play the game and play in a pirate uniform, you can give him a call 336-688-8461. Kyle Barber, what's up, dude? What's going on, Dave? I will henceforth be known as Kyle Sunbelt Barber. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get started on that one. Hey, Bubba Rosenbaum, what's up, dude? Not a whole lot, guys. Uh, another heartbreaker, obviously, for the Pirates uh, last night and I guess technically early this morning. But, um, you know, lot to be encouraged about, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know that. Speaking of the defense, from the Logan era, the linebacker, Mr. Matt Semenza. What's up, dude? What's going on, guys? Uh have so much to say tonight. It's hard to even uh, honestly figure out where to begin because there's so much to dissect from last night. But uh, another heartbreaking loss. And, um, you know, we're at the point now where it's it's put up or shut up. We need to win uh, at least three out of the next four. My wife predicts hey guys, we win out, you know including the bowl game in Cincinnati, Matt. Hey, I love it. I, like I it. love it. That's eight. <laughs> so that would be uh, what? The nine-win season. Uh, hey, it's nine, nine, and, nine and four. Nine and yeah. four, yeah. So I'll, we'll take that. We'll, we'll we'll go with Jessica's prediction. We'll, we'll love that. You know, guys, one of the things that uh, definitely I, I hear people talk about, um, again, about Donnie Kirkpatrick, we hear about Holton, but the bottom line, it comes down to turnovers. Uh, we were talking in the pregame uh, in the green room with uh, Kyle and I were. Uh, it comes down to turnovers and, and of course, the uh, that kickoff return. If you take away the turnovers and kickoff return, that's the difference in the game. And I guess that's uh, for me, guys. Uh, I know you can talk about stats all day long, but when you have three turnovers and they only have one, so you're minus two in the turnover category. I mean, you're probably not going to, not always, but that's always a, a big factor of who wins and loses. And um, for me, I know we we're going to talk about with Bubba here in a little bit, the stats guy, the guy that he, he knows more about stats than I do, obviously, but that's a, a key stat for me is three turnovers for them, for us rather, and one turnover for, for them. Uh, what do you think? Well, I, if I remember correctly, Bubba, they, they scored on – or Matt, either one or Dave. Uh, they scored on two out of the three turnovers, correct? The third one was right there at the end with Ryan Jones, right, Bubba? Right, but the, the other two they they scored off right. of, correct? Yeah, they scored 14 points. It was a short field. Yeah, and then the kickoff return. So, yeah, that was definitely the difference in the game. You, you, take, those, yeah. you, you, you take those two turnovers out – and you take the kickoff return out, we win the ball game. So, um, yeah, it wasn't a perfect game called by Donnie Kilpatrick. Uh, but, you know, um, I, I don't know that I can uh, blame Donnie Fitzpatrick for uh, for uh, losing uh, losing this game. It it it, uh, it was it was definitely on the uh, the two turnovers and the kickoff return. Um, but uh, people want to blame Donnie SpongeBob and Patrick uh, for, uh, for for everything. And by the way, I'm saying all these funny names because people keep mispronouncing his name on Pirate Radio. Yeah, it's like annoying. 
I realize what you're doing there. Um, you know, last night, uh, you, you saw people on social media and so forth um, referencing all those names that you just mentioned. Well, I, I'm not Donnie yeah, Sponge, Bob, and Patrick. That's all on me. Uh, I, I came up with that one on my own. <laughs> Look, you know, we've we've given the coaching staff a hard time, right? The South Carolina game, I think we said that one. Um, there was uh, obviously, I think, the Charleston Southern game. But there's, there's some games they play conservative. And they 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 held uh, their every the cards close to their chest. We all know that. But um, last night was not coaching errors. That was not coaching errors. That I don't think there was any. I can't think of a time. Maybe you guys can help me. There was not time management issues like we've had in the past this season. There's been some conservative play calling that bothers me greatly. But last night it, it came down for me, Matt. I want to get your take on this on the offensive side of the ball. I know you're a defensive guy. We'll talk about that great play last night. But to me, it was uh, it came down for us uh, offense uh, came down to execution last night for me. I mean, a lot seemed like. Yeah, no doubt about it. You can see our offense is is we're just we just don't seem to be in sync. And you could almost see it from the time, you know, Holton's in the he's in the shotgun. He's clapping his hands. Um, it just never looks quite in sync. And, you know, conversely, you look at the defense and you see a team that it looks completely right. in sync. They, they're developing together. They look mm -hmm. very comfortable within the scheme. And unfortunately, you just, you see the complete opposite with the offense. You see um, penalties at inopportune times. You see uh, miscommunication on, on simple, what appear to be simple fade routes. Um, so it, we're definitely not in sync, you know, I, I, I but I'm going to tell you guys, we, this offense will not improve you could bring in the greatest play caller in the world. It will not improve until we upgrade the offensive line. It's the Achilles heel is football That's team. And it's been for several years. Yeah. And now I'll, 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 I'll say this with what you said. You, you're spot on Matt. Uh, you, you, you can run an offense that takes advantage of having, or not takes advantage. You can't take advantage of having a weak offensive line, but, but hides having a weak offensive line. Um, you know, something like an air raid, you, you can really get away with having a subpar offensive line because you're the balls to blame fast and you take so, such wide gaps. But you're right, particularly running this kind of offense, um, anything similar to this, you, you better have a good offensive line. And if you don't, it ain't going to matter who's calling plays. And Bubba, there was – I wanted to ask you, being a former quarterback, because – there were times when I think that people that are not quarterbacks and don't have a, a wealth of football knowledge, um, they they criticize Holton too much. But there are times it seems like where they say, well, he didn't get the ball to him. He didn't. But if you look at there's um, unless there's a quick like screen or there's a quick where he can get the ball out quickly. Um, if he has to wait that offensive line, it folds like an old card table. And and then he has to make a hurried throw. He has to make a throw that's impossible um, or virtually impossible to make it. I just won't get your take because I'm not a quarterback, but that was my observation. Yeah, I thought on the whole that Holton actually played a pretty good game. Um, you know, 23 out of 37, 282 yards, and a couple touchdowns, no picks. He did have the fumble on the on the sack, uh, one of four sacks on that Houston had, and we've surrendered 26 now in the season. Um, and we knew that was going to be an issue going into the game, but. Uh, you know, as I looked at it, I think one of the things that people get so frustrated with uh, with Holton, and I'm sure, and needless to say, uh, Holton 
I'm sure beats himself up over it at times. Uh, and and, and uh, that is, um, you know, uh, some of the some of the plays, um, you know, poor decisions that he'll make. It's either in the red zone or in a situation where, um, you know, it's late game. Uh, for instance, down in the red zone against UCF last night was a situation there uh, was it when the game was tied and we were trying to potentially kick a game-winning field goal yeah he was rolling rolling to his right he, he yeah. uh, committed that cardinal sin of throwing back to the middle of the field across his body it was nearly intercepted he could have pulled it down and picked up the first down moved the chains and then uh, we're hopefully uh, going to continue to move the ball down into Owen Daffer's field goal range, and we'll talk more about yeah. that later on because that's something that, is, that was a topic of much discussion on uh, um, how much – as solid as Owen Daffer has been inside of 40 yards, um, we have to get to about the 22 to 25-yard line to even yeah. attempt a field goal. This coaching staff just does not want to attempt a field goal um, outside of uh, 40 yards. Yeah. Uh, the, Shane Carden, good God. Holt Naylor should have uh, should have definitely pulled it down. He would have picked up the first down and then some. Uh, I, you know, I, I think he could have picked up about 12 to 15 yards on that play, and yeah. uh, which would have put us uh, really close to field goal to, to attempting a field goal uh, if, if they had yeah. the balls to do it with Owen. But that is something that if any members look, unfortunately, because we all three work nine to five jobs in addition to this, and and Matt is in Connecticut, we, we can't make it to the press conference on Tuesday. So if somebody, another member of the media is watching this, I'll give you a good question. Why the hell won't you let Owen Dapper attempt a field goal any longer than 40 yards? Uh, so if any member of the media, Al, maybe Al Myatt, maybe that's a good question for Al Myatt to ask. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, attempt, you know, Coach Houston, why are we scared to attempt a field goal longer than 40 yards? Um, yeah, you wonder if he's kicking them at such a low trajectory that he's that fearful of it getting blocked. I mean, I mean – He's nine of eleven. He has a long of thirty-nine. His two misses, I want to say, are from maybe forty-three 40. and forty-four, forty-two and forty-four, something yeah, like that. Right. And, and uh, one of those was against South Carolina. Uh, it was he was kicking it toward the boneyard, and um, it looked like it was going to be good. And it was borderline distance-wise. It may have had the distance, but it was just off to the right. But uh, I would like to know if it's just the trajectory and just the way he kicked it from that distance in practice. I, I don't know what else it would be. but Do we not have anybody else we can find on the team that's yes, just got a strong, booming leg? Do what now? Um, well, well, you know, um, Leif Margin is very highly regarded coming out of the Raleigh area, so uh, that's something else I bring up. Um, clearly, I mean, it, he's not doing what um, he would need to be doing to attempt it, or I feel sure that, I mean, you know, they would – they're not going to pass up an opportunity to put points on the scoreboard. I, I guess, but you know, you 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 got to wonder if if you don't think either one of those kickers is is, is uh, consistent enough to hit it beyond forty. Uh, obviously, Owen is really good inside the forty, so it, 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 inside forty yards. So, but what about a situation where if we were in a situation like we could have been in last night, where we had to attempt? a 46, 47, 48-yard field goal for the win or for a home area to the end zone. Uh, is there is there not another kicker? If Owen just does not have the, the leg strength to do it, is there not another kicker that we have on the on the, on the the roster that we would at least bring in for a long field goal just for a shot to win the game 
That's my question. Well, if it came down, if it came down to that, uh, you know, tie ball game, and um, we had the chance to attempt a forty-five yarder versus, you know, throw, throwing it thirty yards to the end zone, then I feel sure we'd attempt it. But, uh, but yeah, it does make you wonder, and that's a good question that hopefully we'll we'll get asked Coach Houston this week, uh, maybe maybe tomorrow night on his radio show, but. Uh, Going back to the kicking side of things, um, we've referenced the kickoff return for the touchdown. Pirates had just gone up 10-3. to 3. Um, Talk about a tremendous throw on play action on the post route to Josiah Hatfield. Uh, Holton dropped That's a dime in there to Josiah, and uh, Josiah made a tremendous catch. But Because um, was, it wasn't all that bad coverage. But um, just right after that, they take it yards to the house. And, man, what a weapon Jones is. But on the kickoff, you know, you see Owen Daffer. He hasn't been bad by any means, but roughly 30, to a little less than 35% of his kickoffs have been touchbacks. One of y'all is terribly. pushing 60% last year. Yeah, and that kickoff return was an absolute backbreaker because we, we, uh, we, we had just basically taken back momentum. With, with the yep. deep post to half field. And now you're up, you're up 10 to three. You're feeling really good about yourself with a chance to get your defense back on the field and pin them, right. you know, within their own 25 yard line. Um, and now you have a situation where you give up that kick return and all of a sudden you lose all momentum in that situation. That was an absolute killer play in the game. You know, credit to the guys for coming back from that, but that that's a huge play. It's tough to overcome in a tight game like that. Yeah, and then right at, right, right no, after no. that kickoff return for the touchdown, um, was, was that when we was that when we had the strip sack? Um, and then all of a sudden we went from ten three, um, yeah, or ahead ten three to down seventeen to ten. It's a huge swing right there. You're right, Matt. When that was that was what I was worried about watching that game is when you see Hatfield and you see the touchdown. Right, I mean, I'm going bananas. You know, like so excited. <laughs> Because I, I was going to text Kyle um, later that I didn't have the phone in my that particular team, but it didn't matter afterwards. But I was going to say, hey, we're feeling pretty good about your prediction now, Kyle. Like you were spot on. And then all of a sudden when that when Matt Jones did that, I said, probably not a good idea to text Kyle right now because um, it was like 10-10. It just felt like a man. And then that those two plays were just backbreakers. And you're right about the uh, about coming back. This team definitely doesn't quit. Uh, no question about it. I had one question going back to Holton that I wanted to maybe you guys can help me. Um, this is just my gut feeling. I don't know this, for, um, but I truly believe in my heart that I thought at first that the coaching staff was telling him to be a quarterback, you know, in the pocket, and you know we don't want you running, blah 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 to get hurt. I do think that was the case I, at I, first. But I think that now, I mean, Coach Houston's telling the media and the public that they get, he has a green light. What if this is Holton saying, you know what, guys, I want a shot at the NFL. Um, he knows, he and his dad know that, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold the phone just a second. He knows he has a lot of work to do before he can make that level, okay? All well, I'll tell, you, is, I'll tell you what's not going to get you in the NFL, Dave, making poor decisions. Well, I'm just saying, 
just hold. I'm just saying that if he has any shot to make the NFL, I'm not saying whether he will or not. I'm just saying if you get hurt where you have a like a basically a career-ending injury, you never have a shot. Like a I don't know five or ten percent chance right now. I don't even know what. I don't want to speculate, but I'm just saying thing. And maybe he's saying, "Hey, why should I jeopardize my future?" No. Well, I got two. I got two things for Holton. If he's thinking that one, you ain't gonna get in the NFL if you make bad decisions. So make the right decision. When it's time to pull the ball, pull the ball because they want you to do that in the NFL too. Just slide. Don't take the hit. The other, you're more likely to get hurt on the sack than you are running the football. Stats will show you that. Um, you're, you're way more likely to get hurt on the sack than you are pulling it down. Just slide, Holton. If you if you're three, you're not doing that if you because you don't want to get hurt. That when you get to the point where you know the run's over and you see the tackler coming, slide. Okay. So uh, if, if that's what he's doing and that's what you're suggesting, then he then he's then I don't he's, know, over, then he's overthinking it. He's overthinking it. Um, yeah. I, I, I really don't think that's the case at all. Uh, I I think it's a split second decision. And um, going back to I I do think that uh, you know from what he what he was doing, Coach Mo's final season when he was running all over the field, um, he did need to cut back on some of that to uh, you know to be pass first, run second. But at the same time, like I, it's gone at times too much the other way. So right. I don't know if. I don't know him having some of that coached out of him uh, that has made him um, more gun shy about running and uh, just cause he was pass first, pass first. But uh, yeah, as far, as far as the pro aspirations, I mean, I mean, he's going to be pulling it down and, and running. Uh, and I mean, no matter, no, I mean, whether you're Tom Brady or, uh, or one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the league. That's something that you're going to do. We're not talking about um, trying trying to run when you should be throwing the ball. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it, to me. This is my assumption on what happened. I it was overcoached, and now they're trying to over. And now they're trying to correct the overcoaching. I I think he took it too much to heart. Now they're saying Holton, when you can run the the damn ball, run the ball. And I, I don't know why he does. You know, I was watching another game. Um, I can't remember what game it was. It was another game I was watching yesterday uh, where I saw a quarterback do the same damn thing. He could have ran it in for the touchdown, and, and, he, and he threw the ball and threw an incomplete pass. Very similar to the play uh, holding it against UCF. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know why he does that. I I think in key situations he panics because, uh, you know, when he, when he did that in the red zone against UCF, when he did it last night, it was a situation on the last offensive possession we were trying to pick up a first down. I think he panics in, in those situations because he wants it so bad. And uh, he, he just needs to trust himself. He needs to trust his physical abilities and uh, his coaching and, and just go make a play. Uh, you know, I, I don't know I don't know how you get, get to that point mentally where you, where you trust yourself in those situations. But uh, he, he needs to rely more on his instincts and less on his brain. Hey, Kyle, hold Coaching is a is a is actually a very real thing in college football, and I think it's a good point. Players can be overcoached. That is a that is a very real thing, and it happens all the time. Uh, I have my own experiences with that at East Carolina. We had one po- coach in particular. I'll never never mention his name. Great guy, but my God, he would overcoach to the point where you'd be sitting in the meeting room for for eight hours, um, eight hours too long. And critiquing every little thing over and over and over. And that can become really detrimental to a player. I'm not suggesting that's what happened to Holton here, but 
I do think that somewhere along the line, he's become very hesitant to run the ball. And that was that that was a killer play last night in the game. That that might have been the difference between a win and a loss. And I don't know what he's, you know, it, it, to me, it's almost more like the, um, do you guys remember David Carr from Fresno State? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. Top, top, top pick in the NFL. I think he went to the Texans. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he, he that team set like the rookie record for most sacks allowed. He got beat up so bad early in his career, he never recovered from it. And he he was a talented guy. Bobby Waver at East Carolina. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that, like, sometimes you see it with Holton where, you know, like on the, on the Sneed play last night where Sneed was wide open, that was a throw he kind of rushed. Oh, and I yeah. think in the back of his mind, he's thinking, all right, I'm going to get hit. I'm going to get pressure. So he he rushes things or he forces things. He presses. And it leads to some of those mistakes. So, uh, you know, it's just these plays can't continue to happen, unfortunately. You're not going to win like that. Yeah, I, that was just a – I mean, I, I could be dead wrong, and that's fine if I am. But I was just – I was I was saying, man, it's like Forrest Gump. Run, Holton, run, you know. I mean, I, I'll tell you something else about last night, David. I mean, cut you off, but – uh, Holton last night was trying to do that without any running game. We we were not able to establish a run last night because, and, and that's not because of uh, Harris or because of Keaton. That's because that their D line that's the best D line wow. in the league. Well, outside of Cincinnati, it's the best D line in the league, and uh, they could not establish the run against them. And uh, so Holton was was really trying to do that uh, without the assistance of a running game. And you know when you can run the ball against a team like Houston. You, you'll slow that D-line down because you can get your play action yep. going. And uh, so also keep that in mind when we're critiquing Holmes' performance. It has nothing to do with him making poor decisions. Uh, but overall, outside of a couple of bad decisions, he didn't play a bad game considering – if we could have got a running game – that's another thing. If we could establish the damn running yes. game last night, that would have yeah. made such a difference in that ball game. Oh, and yeah. that's one of the things that – that's why I was saying when I said that I, all in all, I think Holton played pretty well, but it just – it kind of seemed more like it, but it kind of seemed more like it because of that play that we've just been talking about for the last five minutes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do a show. We're going to do a show, and uh, I'm going to go, hey, baby, and then we're going to get Stacey to go, hey, Bubba, and then it'd be, hey, baby, hey, Bubba, hey, baby, hey, Bubba. It'll be great. <laughs> Hey, uh, one of the great things, I know you texted it again this morning. Matt, I tell you what, on the left side of the here of the screen, we have our defensive guys. I think that's not on purpose. And the offensive guys are on the right hand of the screen. The defense is incredible. I tell you what, that's – I mean, I'm not saying we had the best defense in the league, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Our defensive line, we've heard, we've heard you know, for fall camp and over the last year – we have a lot of talent on defensive line. They just were not experienced. You're starting to see now that defensive line played really, really well last night. Um, Linebackers, the whole defense did. Oh, I know. I'm not just saying yeah. just – but the defensive line was the one question mark. Um, I think really what – not that they didn't have talent, just the experience and how would they do. And I tell you what, last night they played really, really well. The defense is – how many uh, – Bubba, do you know the record for the most uh, – um, we had the tackles for loss in a game. I mean, it was incredible. What was it, like 11 last night? Tackles for loss? Something like that. I know it was uh, at least 10 that come to mind. But anyway, uh, the 
Tackles for loss were yeah, Dave. Loss. I'll I'll double check that on the TFLs. I know for sacks that we had five last night, and I think nineteen now for the season. And that's another thing. We're getting pressure on the quarterback that we haven't. And the guy that was just the two things that really stand out to me over the last few years is not getting pressure on the quarterback, which we're starting to do now, and that's paying big dividends. The turnover where we're creating turnovers that was another thing for the defense and the other thing for special teams Ooh. just fair catching i'll every- tell you what you talk about a missed opportunity in, in that game there was there was on, on uh houston's second to last offensive possession uh on, on on the first pass of that offensive possession uh we almost had a pick that he might have housed that ball if he picked it and won and that would we'd have won the ball game y'all remember 13. that play yeah 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 I think was it Barry? I think maybe it was. It yeah, wasn't an easy play, Five but it was like a thirteen. Hmm. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So how about that? You love that, don't you, Matt, Mr. Linebacker? Five sacks and awesome, thirteen TFLs. That's awesome. And this scheme is incredible. If you're a player to to be to have a chance to play in this scheme, you got to be excited. You can recruit to this scheme too, because who doesn't want to play in an, like an aggressive? blitzing defense if you're a linebacker if you're an edge rusher this is where you want to be man like i'm i'm envious watching these guys you see you know our free safeties flying up from 15 yards deep i mean it's it's impressive to see blake harrell has done an incredible job it should not be overlooked how good of a job he's done in a short period of time and you know what he's done with installing this particular scheme the scheme is a good fit for east carolina it works here and uh, i'm just really impressed with what he's done man what you talk about a great hire that is a great hire yeah that was talking about that last night uh and don't want want to start any rumors or speculation but uh i'll just say this Um, if our defense continues playing like this for the rest of the year uh blake's a young coach uh it is it is is you know it's 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 uh, that scheme is creative. It's got a lot of creative blitzes out of it. Uh, I can see some some Power Five coaches approaching Blake. Um, so uh, hopefully, you know, Coach Houston and him go way back. They're from the same hometown. So uh, hopefully, Blake Harrell will stick around for a little while. But uh, that does concern me. But that's a good thing to be concerned about because that means he's doing a good job. No doubt about it, Bubba. Do you want to put that question up from YouTube from Air Raid seventy three? Um, we have a question there that. Uh, Air Age 73 says, do you guys think coaches will look to bring in a transfer QB? I guess, I think if Holton leaves, um, they will, yeah. Uh, but if, if Holton sticks around, no. Um, we have Mason Garcia behind him, a couple other quarterbacks. Um, Stubblefield. Yeah, Stubblefield. So Glenn, I, I, I think there's, there's talent in the QB room. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, uh, if Holton or Mason transfer out, yeah, no doubt we'll bring in a transfer quarterback. And along those lines, we already had one visit for the Tulane game. Um, Tennessee transferred quarterback Brian Maurer, M-A-U-R-E-R. Um, he was very highly touted coming out of high school. I think a top five pro-style quarterback in the nation. So um, he, he is someone who uh, did have some playing time there at Tennessee, and uh, he's someone to keep an eye on. He, he did say he was very impressed with Mike Houston and staff and um, the way they were up front with him as far as what Kyle just said. Uh, if someone leaves, then uh, we'll be in the market for one. If Holton or Mason does not leave, then we won't. And one thing I would do going forward, um, 
look, Donnie's catching a lot of flack. So, you know, who knows? Maybe Donnie retires into the series in the 60s. Uh, maybe Donnie comes back another year's OC if we finish strong. If they retain Donnie, if the offense, you know, plays well enough for us the year and we retain Donnie, I would bring in a quarterback's coach. Uh, I really would. That's one thing I do wonder if Donnie yes. struggles with. I, I don't know how much Donnie knows about developing quarterbacks. That's, To my knowledge, he'd never been a quarterback's coach except JMU and here. Uh, somebody can correct me on that if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, that is one thing I would definitely do if Donnie stays on his OC is bring in a, a quarterback's coach. I do know he had been offensive coordinator um, at Louisville back in 1997 under, under Ron Cooper, but I'm not sure if he coached their quarterbacks. Yeah, he was a head coach at one point, too, uh, at uh, Chattanooga, I believe. But uh, I don't know that he's ever been a QB's coach. And I, I, I would, you know, I wouldn't fire Donnie, period. Because if, if he's willing to stay on as receiver's coach, and I'm not trying to cost anybody else their job, I know we already have a receiver's coach, but uh, Donnie's a hell of a receiver's coach. Good God. We, we remember that from here under uh, both Ruffin and Skip. So, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Donnie as the season plays out, but. Either way, I'd bring in a quarterback's coach. And that's what I don't understand about this offense. To that point, Donnie was he, – he is a tremendous receivers coach. I thought his receivers blocked as well as anybody in the country. God, yes. And I don't understand, and especially since he spent so many years under Lincoln, I don't understand for the life of me why we don't have wide receiver screens in this offense. It drives me yeah. nuts every game. It, you know, we – and. Beyond all that, the fact that that's his experience, he, he and he's so good at coaching and teaching blocking, um, we have big receivers. We have guys like CJ, Savage, Ryan Jones. These guys would be awesome blockers on the perimeter. Yeah. I don't understand that for the life of me. Um, and I think it hurts the offense. So that, that would be one question I have for Donnie. And, like, I, I don't want to see Donnie fired. I think, uh, you know, I think he's a very good coach. But – Right now, it's not working. This, it's not working. We've lost three games now by a uh, you know close margin, and the offense just doesn't look cohesive to me. It, it looks, honestly, it just doesn't look like a well-organized group right now. Hey, speaking of C.J. Johnson, I know that uh, Bubba, you have that play. Uh, you know, you guys, I know, well, I'll, not Matt, but Bubba and Kyle think I'm just way too hard on the refs and the officials. But they really – it was an egregious call last night. Oh, the officials were terrible last night. It's so funny. You oh only you bitch about the officials constantly. And you didn't last night. And I thought it was a terrible officiating job last night. Yeah. I was trying to – I know you'll probably get tired of hearing me. I was just – I was about to lose my mind. So, I tried really hard. <laughs> it's the same old – it's probably like a broken record. So, last night I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't know what – I mean. But, Bubba, you, you have that video. There was This is what drives me crazy. They said the play happened. I'm sorry, the the uh, targeting or the I guess it was a punch thrown by. You'll see the video. It was a dead ball foul. They said it occurred after the play, but it after the play. the play. So, Bubba, you have the video. If you want to show that, uh, I'm giving you opportunity to do that. And uh... right there, wow. Right there. Wow. The play is still going on. That was not a dead ball foul. So we should have gotten the ball. Obviously, that was a 15-yard penalty, and we would have had the first down. Yeah, that was fourth down. We should have retained yeah. possession. It wasn't a dead ball foul. It happened during the play. Um, I, I don't know how that wasn't corrected. I don't know if Coach Houston argued that. I, I have no idea. 
Um, but one thing's for sure. Here's, here's what doesn't make any sense. Somebody threw that flag so they knew when it occurred. So while they didn't step up to the hit ref and go, hey, that was during the play, that's not a dead ball foul. I, I don't know how that happens. Um, you threw the flag so you know when it occurred. Um, so that's idiotic to me. You know, there was a conversation they had this morning on SiriusXM about, I'm just going to make a point here about replay, about the SEC, how Alabama and Auburn always get, they've had some egregious, speaking of egregious calls, which um, that's, but to me personally, I, you know, the, the old adage, be careful what you wish for. I used to think before replay, the replay was going to be, oh, so great. Replay makes the college football game go about four hours, like an extra 34, 45 minutes long. Um and they always they don't ever get the call right. It's always if or there's a, a play that's already you know it's going to stand anyway, and they take time to look at it, and then they come back and it's confirmed, and then they screw up like that last night is a perfect example of if you're doing replay, you should tell the head official, hey, uh, we're here in the booth and that was literally wrong. So if we're going to do replay, well, why don't we do it the right yeah, way? Yeah, I see what you're saying. You don't want to slow the game down to a crawl. But no. when, when, when there's something when there's something blatantly yes. wrong, yes, you, you buzz down and go, hey, no, that occurred during the play. Not yes, either use it or don't use it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not saying don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that every single play to be reviewed that would my God, we'd be still watching the game right now. Uh, I'm not saying that that would that's not a good, but to uh, but to have a play like that, especially it's fourth down. And it cha- that could change the outcome of the game. That's what the replay's for. It most likely would have. I mean, we would have. We would have had first and 10 at, what, the 15? Yeah. yeah. It's the worst case. Unless we gave up some big sack, we, we, we kick a field goal there that we shouldn't make. Yep. Uh, and and me, here's the thing. Go ahead. I was just going to make a quick point. Here's what I'm saying. The other thing that is – this program is so close. We're so close to turning the corner – a game like that could be the difference of whether we go to a bowl game or not. I know you guys probably think that I'm not trying to be overdramatic, and I was trying really hard not to, you know, like last night I tried to give the refs a break. However, however, that's the, that's how close we are, the difference of going to a bowl and not going to a bowl. We've had South Carolina, you have UCF, and now that game last night. That's three games right now that we could have, should have won, and we um, could have, should have, and we didn't. But – you never know when you get that's a, a well, example. you know, I, I'll say I'll say this. Um the the UCF and the South Carolina game we definitely should have won. Last night, uh, special teams of turnovers are part of the game. And, and they took it to us in overtime. I'm not sure we should have won last night. We could have won last night. Well, uh UCF and South Carolina, we should have won. That's why this one doesn't bother me quite as bad. I don't know if y'all feel the same way or not. It didn't no, bother me quite as bad. I, I, I just – oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm just going to quickly say they all bother me. I don't want to lose ever. Uh-huh. And uh, But the good news is – I'll say this, Matt, and I'll pitch it to you. The good news is now, before it was so embarrassing, like I was telling my family today, um, my daughter's first game, Bubba, you would know the score, um, and, and Kyle and Matt. I think it was um, 2017 we played Virginia Tech. Her first game that September of 17 – Something like sixty-four to seventeen, we lose that day to Virginia Tech. You don't lose to Virginia Tech, especially an ACC opponent and somebody now that I can't wait to play um, in a bowl game. That'll sell a lot of tickets. But anyway, 
Um, now we've gone from 64 to 17 in every game, it uh, seemed like under Mo's watch, to where we're so close and they're hurting now. But the, I'm glad we're hurting because that means we had a chance to win the game. And I'm not one of those that say, hey, everybody gets a trophy or I'm not, you know, uh, moral victories at all. But um, but I'm glad that we're hurting now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm glad we're hurting. Um, that make means it, it was so, care. Make it hurt so good. I mean, I don't want to. No, I'm just saying that I don't want to hurt. I'm just saying that it's, uh, it, it's better than. I get what you're saying, Dave. It, it, it's, it's good that we're in the ball games and we're losing close games. We're having a chance to win. But Matt was going to going to comment on yeah. if that game bothered him as much as uh, as much as the South Carolina and UCF game. It, it's well, it's funny that you mentioned that, Kyle, because I, I was kind of thinking that last night, too. I slept a little easier uh, after that loss last night. And I think it's just because it's on one hand, I was I was very so pleased with the defense. I mean, I was impressed I was beyond impressed with the defense. On the other hand, offensively, it's almost like you you kind of are where you are. And. You know, we kind of are where we are at this point in the season offensively. I mean, that doesn't mean we can't get better. We can't improve. But I just wasn't expecting huge things against that defensive line. I really wasn't. I, I, I had low expectations for the game in general. I was pleasantly proven wrong, which I'm happy to be. Anytime I predict a loss, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just had lower expectations. And, um, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's another loss. But. Life goes on. We need to move on. Move on this week. Speaking of which, uh, guys, we got a quick. I was talking to Kyle uh, about this. Right, but speaking of the um, pregame, the green room, if you will, I'm glad that we have a short uh, few days here. Uh, obviously, I'd love to play on Saturday, but that's a whole other show. I don't like Thursday night games at all. Um, but Thursday night, we have a game. We have USF. They're playing better. But you guys said the line's what seven and a half now. Last to check, yeah, we were seven and a half point favorites. It's funny that I, I said it's probably a touchdown game. And here's an opportunity, guys, for Bubba. I know you would chime in. Here's a chance for us to do something about, you know, we've lost. we So we lost three straight, right? Then we win three straight. And now we've lost two. Is that right? No. No, we lost the one and then we won three straight. Then we've uh, lost two. So you're, you're missing a game there somewhere, but anyway, go yeah, ahead. anyway, yeah, but anyway, we're on a losing streak. And so now it's time to, to get on the winning streak again. And here's a perfect opportunity on Thursday night. Yeah. We lost two, one, three, and now we've lost two. That's what happened. But, okay. um, Thank yeah, you. we have a winning streak potentially in front of us with South Florida. You, that it concerns me losing a game in overtime. Matt, this is a good question for you. Uh, you played at this level. So we lost that game Saturday night. Um, how tough, or do you think it'll be tough at all? Uh, getting back from Houston at 8 a.m., having to turn around and play Thursday, uh, will, it, will that affect the guys very much? Will they will they be hungry? Will they be focused, or will they have a hangover? How do you, how do you think uh, it'll be playing on a short week after a loss like that in overtime and getting back you know, early this morning? I think I think these these young guys are resilient. I don't think it'll affect us as much as it it, it would seem. Um, I do hope that today was it was a relaxing day for the guys. I'm not sure what they do in in the program now, but I hope this was a day to, to sort of get off their feet, uh, heal up a little bit from the game, and just kind of get away from football for a few hours because it's really important to, to get away from it. Um, but I think they're going to bounce back, man. I think these young kids, 20 years old. 
they're resilient physically, but also mentally. Um, and I think they're going to be, because it's a Thursday night game, Kyle, um, you know, it's, they're doing the Halloween. I, I don't remember what the, the marketing tag Night of is. the Boneyard. Night of the Boneyard. It's awesome, by the way. I love that. Um, so I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be amped up. And I think, um, I think they're going to be ready to go. I hope the crowd's ready to go. And where you're black, it's a blackout, right? Yeah, it is a blackout. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it the, who, let's hope the rain holds off. Uh, depending on uh, who you listen to, it's a 30 to 60% chance of rain. So uh, let's hope the 30% is more, more, more accurate. Um, but yeah, blackout, good marketing for the students, uh, not at the boneyard. Um, blackout, um, it, it should be a lot of fun. And you're right, the players should be fired up. They get to wear the black uniforms. They, uh, They'll they'll have a different intro, uh, typically for a blackout. Um, it, it's going to be prime time ESPN. The only game, well, I don't know if it's the only game going or not. Look at the schedule, but the only game on ESPN. So that's you know that that's the big channel. So uh, it, it it guys should be ready to go. I hope it, it, it does bother me a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm scared of a hangover, but this is the game we need to win desperately. If we're going to do what we want to do this year, and that's go to a bowl. To me, you got to have these next two. You got to beat South Florida and you got to beat Temple. That puts you having to win one of your last three. So we, we desperately need these next two. At home. Take, yeah, we're going to take Coach Jessica, who says we're going to win out, including the bowl game. I'll take her. What do you think there? <laughs> Not I, I hope she's right. I hope she's right. But, you know, she also thought we were going to be a 12 point underdog today to South Florida when I asked her if she thought the spread was going to be. So I don't know how much validity I would take anything she says. <laughs> but uh, uh, geez, uh i just checked uh, another app and it's showing me 40 percent kyle it's ju- jumped from six i mean uh reduced or dropped down from 60 to 40 okay uh wnct has 30 i hope they're right so uh yeah zero would be better you know maybe that'll be earlier in the day i unfortunately weather will affect attendance um and not my attendance not your attendance but uh, it'll affect some people's attendance um uh, so uh, t- to me, it's a it's th- this game is is as important as any game on the schedule. Um, Bubba, are, are you alive? I am. Now, Bubba, one thing I wanted to talk to you about um, last night, um, I think was a good preview of what's to come in the American Athletic Conference. Playing in an empty stadium in Texas with with nobody there to give a damn uh, is a good preview of the new American Athletic Conference. What do you think? Yeah, uh, that was. Granted, you had a five and a half hour delay, but the, for homecoming, five and one team, I just don't get it. Um, you expected to affect the crowd some, but how they don't still have at least you know fifteen to twenty thousand there—that's <clears throat> pretty uh, pretty sad in my opinion. And because um, I know, I, I think, okay, under those circumstances, uh, what would what would we have in Greenville? And I, and I think, I, I, yeah, you're going to see it. You're going to see it affected. And you know, think. Granted, it was the next day against North Carolina A and T, but you still had a decent crowd. Is I mean, not even anything close to what it was there last you, you night. UTEP 2012, uh, in game. Yeah. Right people, delay. people went into Menjis and waited. Yeah, I mean, I it, it, it's sad, um, but we might as well get used to it. Because uh, that's what we'll see at North Texas. That's what we'll, we'll see at Rice. That's what we'll see at UAB. And that's what we'll see at uh, at most schools, uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, so we might as well get used to playing in front of empty stadiums and, and well, nobody there. Let me ask you. Kyle mentions. 
Oh, so uh, so when Kyle mentions North Texas, I get physically ill. Yeah, me too. It's, um, <laughs> Just from hearing that name. Yeah, uh, the Mean Green, baby. Get a different. Hey, the, the only but, good thing to come out of North Texas is Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's the right. yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, I'll get a hell yeah for that. Um, Matt, but Dave, uh, early, uh, earlier Richard Allsbrook had chimed in talking about the play of Malik Fleming. Uh, he, he had some nice plays last night, but I wanted to call attention to what um, we talked about, Tegan Wilk. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm very excited about that young man uh, out of Berwick, Pennsylvania. Um, he's, he's very much like Damon Magazoo, in my opinion, as far as having a nose for the football. And, and last night, uh, when one guy held him up, I'm trying to remember who that was, but uh, Tegan Wilt came in and stripped the football to give us the short field to tie that football game up uh, about a minute after, uh, you know, we'd scored the touchdown with Holton on the quarterback sneak. But um, You know how they reviewed that play and they want a damn thing to review? I, I watched that play live. I was like, what are you reviewing? You know, I'm, I'm visually impaired. I'm sitting here looking close at the TV, and I'm like, "What are you? There's nothing to see here. I can tell his knee wasn't down. The ball came out before you. Thank you. Why are you even reviewing this? Thank you. That's what I'm talking about with replay. It's one of those things that be careful. I'm telling you, I used to think that replay was the best thing ever for the NFL and for uh, this particular case with college football. It's one of the worst. I, I bet you money had that play been in the, the other way around at Houston, had East Carolina fumbled the ball in that exact same play, they wouldn't have reviewed it. Well, a good point, and that it depends on which team—a five and one team or a, a team that was uh, at that point three, three and three. But, um, but Matt, something uh, else, something right. else, Dave. Um, in that sequence there, right after we forced that turnover, what a tremendous catch by Audi Omatosho. I don't know what Audi was thinking. Uh, neither does Coach Houston or uh, Latrell Scott. You know, our, our uh, one of our receivers' coaches, passing game coordinator. Uh, they were pretty frustrated, wow. uh, understandably so. Uh, selfish decision by Audie, but uh, Audie had stepped up. I, I think he just kind of lost himself there for a moment and uh, tossed the ball into the stands. Fortunately, that didn't hurt us the way it could have. No doubt about it. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to get the Axel's comments up there? Yeah, I um, appreciate Axel chiming in on YouTube. He said – in his opinion, ECU football team is set for a 180-degree change next year with an FBS quarterback at the helm will be a totally different team. Offensive playbook very limited with Holton Aylers. Every pass seems to be 50-50. Can't throw a cross-body, clumsy, poor decision-making. And then uh, shout-out to Daffer. Kid has potential. So uh, Inside 40, he <clears throat> does. Yeah. But – that, and that, then also Skylar Garner chiming in. I appreciate Skylar's support of the program. Uh, Skylar is, of course, with Eastern NC Long Pro. Um, give, give those guys a, a look. And um, Skylar Garner, residential and commercial lawn care and landscaping in Pitt, Lenore, Green, and Wayne Counties. Yeah, thanks for watching, Skylar. See, we, you, we, Skylar, really, we awesome. really do. We really do advertise your company, not just take your money. <laughs> that's exactly right. Some of we don't. Hey guys, that's another great point that I hadn't thought about uh, to bring up. Um, I thought about in the last couple of weeks, talking about tight games we have now, and we've talked about it earlier. But um, you know, my God, how much do we miss Verity? You know, that that could be the difference between. Speaking of the difference between going to a bowl game or not, it could come down to a kick. I mean, we're we're yeah. that close. Um, that, that just really concerns that, me. Daffer's accurate, like we talked about it earlier. He, they just are scared to kick him beyond 40. Um, 
so you hope we don't come into a situation like that. Um, there's going to be close games down the road here. Um, we may play one Saturday uh, or Saturday, Thursday. Uh, South Florida's playing better football, so uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but let's hope that we don't end up in a situation where we have to make a 47, 48 yarder uh, because you know apparently we're scared to to kick him uh, from that far. And you, you made that point when you said a low trajectory. You guys, I think it may have been Bubba, but that's something that um, with a and another thing is with extra points. I mean, there's there's a lot of points that could be had. And you think about something is that we were talking about trading field goals for touchdowns, which you never want to do that, right? But now it's gone from that to where we're not even getting the three. You know, that's what really is concerning is you don't want to uh, obviously a, a a drive to stall, but if it does stall. You'd like to have a Verity or somebody that you can count on that if it's 45 or you hate for it to be 50 yards or 53 or something way long like that. But if you have a guy that you believe in, um, you know, man, that could be whether, like I said, a bowl game. It could be down. How about next year? We're going to be contending for a, an American championship next year. I really believe that. Well, it needs and, to be addressed and it needs to be addressed to Coach Houston. And yeah. how, how nobody is asking this before now is beyond me. Um, but it, it's obvious he's scared to kick that for beyond 40, beyond 40 yards. And so it needs to be addressed. And um, hopefully we're trying to work on it in practice with, with one of the other kickers where we can bring him in for field goals beyond 40 yards because uh, this going forward, anytime we can be putting points on the board, going forward on fourth down, when we can be kicking a 46, 47, 48 yard field goal, is uh, it, it, you, you're, you're, it's really irritating because um, – you know, I, I I don't even ever think of it now when when we're down there and and we're around the thirty or the twenty nine yard line. I I know we're going for it. We're we're not going to kick the field goal. And that, that that's another yeah. We thing. missed that on those two scoring opportunities, like you're saying. And then who knows? I mean, you may not make them, but if you do make them, then uh, that I'm going for two to try to tie the ball game. Yeah, it's just uh, this is a, it's a very frustrating thing. But looking ahead to Thursday night, uh, what are some things you guys are looking for, Matt, with uh, USF? And obviously, uh, I'm not a fan of the ninety. Uh, I'm not a fan of Thursday nights, but uh, it's good for East Carolina. It's good for the program. I know that with us winning the Peach Bowl, Dave Hart, of course, for people that don't know, oh, God. signed a deal with ESPN. So then we started playing games on Thursday nights. And uh, this was when before the NFL had Thursday night and everybody and their mama had Thursday night games. So it was a really big deal. Um, I'm happy for the program that we're getting national exposure on ESPN. Like Kyle said, one of the, it may be the only game, but one of the only games that we have on Thursday night. But having said that, um, our, our, what's our record bubble on Thursday night? It doesn't seem like it's very good. Well, you got to take into account, we were playing Virginia Tech and, uh, the, on, I remember Thursday night games against Virginia Tech. I remember Thursday night game against Louisville, against Southern Miss. Uh, I remember recently on Thursday night, I remember it went over Florida Atlantic, uh, the one year we were in a conference with them before in 2013. I remember a win on a Thursday night against UAB. Uh, I can remember a win on a Thursday night at Louisville. Uh, so we've won some games on Thursday night, but you're right. I believe overall we do have a losing record on Thursday. Yeah, I'm not saying that we're over, but that UCF game that comes to mind, oh, my God, the, speaking of clock management, the 14 just really still haunts me. That game, 
is one of the worst uh, things that could ever happen to a football team. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't take into account too much of it being a Thursday. Uh, anything having to do with those losses, but um, I just like the fact to play the game on Saturdays. Personally, I'm not a Thursday. Oh, sure, yeah, you'd like to play every game on Saturday, but you know, sometimes these Thursday night games are fine. They 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 get you good exposure. Um, you know, thank God there's no more Tuesday crap. I remember oh, in old conference USA that was annoying. But uh, well, it's Thursday good. night's fun, guys. Thir- look, look, Thursday at the ratings. Night. look at the ratings for uh, Marshall and Appalachian State had a million viewers for their Thursday night game, and this past Thursday for Marshall and, or uh, for Appalachian and Coastal Carolina it had eight hundred thousand viewers. Um, by the way, uh, just speaking of a little Sunbelt football there. Um, our friends Marshall and Appalachian with the, with the big ratings. Uh, regional regional games draw; they draw eyes. Uh, so just just uh, just, just food for thought. Um, well, back but, throughout uh, the nineties, going back to the Thursday night game um, during match years, you know when we we're playing Syracuse on Thursday nights in ninety two and ninety three, mm-hmm. and then and and uh, excuse me ninety three, and then ninety two was Southern Miss on a Thursday night. They came in to. Pickland Stadium as it was then, and uh, Brett Favre pushed, us, baby. pushed us around. No, Brett Brett Favre was gone, but uh, Brett Favre I think finished up in nineteen ninety. Ninety, okay. Ninety one, Brett Favre. Was it ninety one? It was nineteen ninety. Okay, okay. But uh, hey man, Thursday nights are fun, guys, for the players because you know you should have an awesome student turnout. And let me just say, you know, you guys know I like to say how it is. If you're a student at ECU, if you're a student. And you don't go to the Thursday night game, there might be something wrong with you. That's all I'm going to say. There might be something wrong with you. What else could you possibly be doing when you have a game on campus that's on ESPN? Go to the game. I, I believe in our students. I know they're going to turn out. I'm being a little, uh, I'm joking around a little bit, but what an environment, man. Yeah, and and then as a student, you get to take in the game, you get to go downtown, or is it uptown now? I have no idea. Downtown, <laughs> uptown. But, uh, you know, you get to go out after, you get to party with your friends. I, I just hope it's an awesome environment. Like, yeah. if you're in Greenville, go to the game, please. Right, right, or shine. Uh, I, yeah, and I would, and I would, I would like to encourage all female students to preview their Halloween costumes that they're going to wear downtown Saturday night, Thursday. I'll judge the best one and give you a prize. I'm not touching that one. I'm not touching that one. But there is a. Bubba, what's that record they are trying to break? Is it eleven thousand for the boneyard or for student section? Like eleven thousand five hundred, yeah. Eleven okay, eleven thousand five hundred. Let's break it. Let's have thirteen, fourteen thousand. Let's have a whole bunch of students show up. Cause you're right, man. I tell you one thing. You know why my seats, I love my seats. My seats are in section two in near the boneyard, like at the 10 yard line. I could move to, you know. I don't even know where, but I could move to better, even better seats, if you will. That's but right. Dave's a big, big baller. He's a big no, donor. No, no, no. I'm just know. saying, that's know. not what I was. No, the reason I love my seats is, A, I have aisle seats. I don't like to walk over people like I do in baseball, but that's a whole other show. But with, um, but the reason I keep my seats there for the biggest reason is when we score a touchdown at that end, the Boneyard end, yeah. that place is electric. And those students, man, are so loud. And I love being a part of that near the boneyard. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. You mentioned baseball. And I'll tell you, uh, playing Coastal Carolina and Southern Miss and, uh, yeah, you know, Louisiana Lafayette and Georgia Southern in baseball sure would be a lot of fun. But uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the boneyard 
should be rocking Thursday night for a Thursday night game. Uh, the students will be dressed in black. It's a blackout. It's 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 the night of the boneyard. We're uh, it should be a big time atmosphere. Uh, like I say, the one thing that may screw it up is the weather. But um, I as Bubba said last night, rain ain't never killed anybody. Well, then I corrected him and informed him that flooding is the number one cause of death of all natural disasters. So his statement is not true. Uh, <laughs> I was not talking about the flooding. <laughs> Western, so that Western Carolina game, we had 11,395. Wow, that's that is what a stupid game. <laughs> hey, again, regional oh. – you know what? Those students were fired up uh, because it was a regional rival. Uh, they, they had friends going to Western Carolina. So they wanted to show up and show out. It's funny how that happens. Um, no, they probably got line, friends to go to. It. They probably got friends to go to Appalachian State and James Madison, Coast Carolina too. Nice. Uh, I love your. You're getting paid by the Sun Belt. I love your Sun Belt. Uh, I, I don't know how much money you're getting paid by the Sun Belt, but I hope it's seven million dollars a year. No, uh, it's it's, uh, it's two million dollars a year, but I'm saving the five million dollar difference by not having to go to to uh, to Ditton. To Ditton. Uh, you know. But it wouldn't surprise. Well, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Um, anyway, you're in the, the minority, Dave. I promise you. That's fine. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. I'll tell you what you do. You take our seven. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you take the seven That's million great. we're giving the American. I'll tell you what you do. You take the seven million we're giving American. Mm-hmm. I full. You and I are definitely on board. We are definitely in agreement on the regional robbery. So guess what? If I'm the athletic director, I'm scheduling every mm-hmm. single person of the Sun Belt. It makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, their teams, not people. But the uh here, here's the, here's them the, not conference and then take the seven million yeah. that we're gonna get from the American. And guess what? We've never won the American and <laughs> here's our chance that we have a better opportunity now to All right because it's conference yes. USA. Yeah we can win conference USA. Uh we've done that. Um look the American is a seven million dollar TV contract per team. The Sun Belt's going to be two million. Okay, now I guarantee you this. I, I, I'd be willing to put a hundred dollar bet on it. I, I bet you money our travel budget for all sports in the new in the new American uh, will be between three and five million dollars. I bet you another hundred dollars that our travel budget in the Sun Belt would be around a million dollars a year, if not less. So you make up the difference in travel cost. Plus, when you're speaking of football, for example. Old Dominion is going to bring fans. Appalachian is going to bring fans. James Madison is going to bring fans. Marshall's going Schedule to bring them fans. Georgia Southern is going to bring fans. Georgia State's going to bring fans. Nobody in the American is going to bring fans for football, and that's including Charlotte because they ain't got none. They couldn't even put 15,000 people in their goofy-ass stadium when they played Duke. So uh, it, it, to well, me, it's a what? no-brainer. To, to me, guess what? If we win the games, Dave, if we win football Dave, games, Dave, I don't, I don't get, I do not get your thought here. I do not get your thought here. Uh, to, to me, you're smarter than this. To, to me, you, you, I'm you, very you, smart. You're, you're, well, I mean, that's debatable. But you, you're, you're, you're definitely smarter than this. You, you should be able to look at the seven million, look at the two million, and see the difference we would save in travel costs and the and, and the increase we would have in ticket sales, I, and not I to think, mention baseball. Do you do I realize you do realize you put East Carolina in the in the new Sun Belt that it would be one of the top three baseball leagues in America? I have no, like I said, I have no issues with the schools that are in the Sun Belt. It's not that; it's just a simple matter of let's let's focus on the conference we're in. Let's the conference, the we're, in, the conference we're in doesn't exist anymore. 
so be it. Let's win. The, look, we won. No, two let's go to the Sun Belt. And oh, let me ask you a question. So, okay. um, let me ask you a question. Sure. So, the path to a New York Six Bowl mm-hmm. in the Sun Belt yeah. or the American? Which one? Uh, the the current American or the new American? The new American. Or the new. Oh, let me ask you something, Dave. How how did it work out for Conference USA adding these schools? How did it work out? Any anybody gone to any New Year's Six Bowls in Conference USA? How is these six schools that we're adding now help Conference USA? There, it has. I'm saying, I'm just simply saying that we need to focus on these right now. Right now, right now, I think beating beating Appalachian State, beating Coastal Carolina, would carry just as much weight as beating UTSA and and Memphis. I mean, look, who knows if SMU and Memphis is even going to stick around? And there's your two best teams. Uh, I, here, me and Bubba were talking about this at nauseum, and I'll get Bubba to comment too. We, on, in 2023, when we're playing in this stupid new league, and we're we're done with our game, I'm going to be checking scores in the ACC, and I'm going to be checking scores in the in, in the Sun Belt because it's regional. I'm going to go. Well, who won between Marshall and Appalachian? Who won between Georgia Southern and ODU? Who won between Southern Miss and Marshall? Those are the games. We we have history with Southern Miss, obviously, Matt, you know. We we, we are ever forever tied to Marshall, forever. Appalachian and us, our national rivalry. Coastal Carolina's a top 25 football program these days. We can build a rivalry with them. Old Dominion is Old Dominion. They're the equivalent of Charlotte, but they're not as offensive to me because they're in a different state, even though technically they're closer. Uh, if you join the Sun Belt in, in, in that division, the furthest team away would be Marshall with seven hours. The closest team would be Old Dominion at two and a half hours. We would have four schools within a four-hour drive. Now, forget football. Let's talk about volleyball, soccer, mm-hmm. women's basketball, lacrosse, et cetera, et cetera. The money you're going to save by not having to send your schools across the country, because now you're in an 18 division, so you're going to be playing mostly division games. And then when you do send your schools to cross-division games, there's only one school in Texas, Texas State. Everybody else is in Mississippi, Louisiana, Arkansas. So, I mean, even when you do cross-division games, you're saving money. Uh, To me, there's no advantage anymore to being in the American. Even the 7 million versus 2 million TV deal is not an advantage for us because we would make it up in travel costs. And according to the Georgia State 24-7 site, the exposure for the Sun Belt supposedly, we'll see when, when, when the contract is redone, is going to be exactly the same as the American, as what ESPN's telling the Sun Belt. So I, I just see no advantage anymore in being in the American. I, I would rather be playing regional games. At, at the end of the day, college football is supposed to be fun. And when conferences were formed originally way back when, when, this, when the NCAA became a thing and leagues were being formed, they were supposed to be formed with like-minded schools in your area. And you better get in where you fit in. And all those schools are in small southern towns, with the exception of Georgia State, which is in Atlanta. Everybody else are in small southern towns, which is what Greenville is. It's a southern college town. And we identify with them. They all have fan bases. They, every one of them, Appalachian, Marshall, Georgia Southern, they all have fan bases. There will be people at those games. It would be fun. At this point in time, I see no advantage to being in the American. I have no interest in playing any of those schools. None. UTSA is a good program. I watched UAB and Rice play. They're 23rd this week. That's right. Yeah, they're a good program. I watched UAB and Rice play uh, last uh, yesterday afternoon on ESPN+. Plus. 
UAB, brand new stadium in downtown Birmingham. They're they're having the renaissance uh, of their football program. This is the best UAB football has ever been. Uh, it was homecoming, homecoming. There might have been ten thousand people in that stadium. Might have been. Bubba, I, I know you That's agree. Being with generous, me. yeah. Bubba, I know you agree with me on this. Do you want to say anything? Yeah, Kyle. Uh, I just stepped away for a moment, but I'm you know, going back. Um, you know, B Pace had chimed in. I'm talking about. Um, do we really believe that the the Sun Belt would have better baseball than the American? And, oh, and oh the, are you are you crazy, B Pace? Are you ever yeah, crazy? The, the American, the American uh, definitely um, would have solid baseball. You you mentioned Charlotte. Uh, obviously, we we know very well about them on uh, what they did last year and what they're doing under Robert Woodard. FAU is always solid. Rice has has, uh, dropped off a cliff here in recent years since Wayne Graham stepped down. Uh, UAB is normally pretty good, but but you take a look at the Sun Belt. You have Louisiana, Coastal Carolina, uh, national champions a few seasons ago. Southern Miss has been to Omaha, consistent regional and super regional uh, participant. Georgia Um, Southern. Georgia Southern, Old Dominion. Old Dominion, 40-win team last year. Yeah. Did was the number one seed. Did not have. Yeah, to really should have been original. hosting. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, South South Alabama is always solid. Yes, the, the American actually is going to be better in baseball now than it was previously. I do think that's the one place we took a slight step up. The Sun Belt, if you add East Carolina to it, is an elite baseball league. Yes, uh, Coastal Carolina is one everybody knows. But if you don't follow baseball closely, you might not realize Louisiana's a consistent top 25 program. South Alabama is a consistent top 25 program. Southern Miss is a consistent top 25 program who has been to Omaha. Uh, Georgia Southern is a consistent top 25 program. So, yeah, the, the Sun Belt would be a beast in baseball if you had East Carolina to it. So, I, I mean, it's just I don't, I, I don't see any appeal to being in the American anymore. Maybe if you like big cities. Maybe if you get your jollies off on going to Charlotte and, and you want to fly down to San Antonio and, uh, it, you know, it, it turns you on just to be in big cities. But I don't like playing in empty stadiums. It ain't no fun to me. So uh, I don't care about it. I want to win the games. We're fo- we're focusing on the wrong thing. We need to win football games. That's what we're about. Well, I mean, and if we go to the Sun Belt, I plan, I plan on winning games. I'm, I'm not I'm not planning on going to Sun Belt lose. I know that, but but the somehow actually, when you're talking about the right as of right now, you can look at it with the current situation, like you're talking about in a couple of years, we have a chance to dominate the American where we, we've been in the, and maybe that's because obviously Montgomery, but we have a chance now to win the conference and maybe win multiple conference championships. And Dave, do you get more fired up when we're playing Marshall or when we're playing UAB? Marshall, absolutely. I'm not. Do you get, do you get more fired? Would you rather play Southern Miss or would you rather play Florida Atlantic? We're not. We're in agreement on that piece of things. We're then I don't know what you're arguing about. I'm saying right now, if we in 2023, when it looks like that's when we have a chance to dominate the league, we have a chance to win out. We could have. And you don't think we can win the Sun Belt? It's a lot harder in 2023. Oh, so you, so you, you think we should stay in the American because? The Sun Belt's too well. Then that's 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 just that's unbelievable. Uh, I say we go to the Sun Belt, we smack people around. Uh, look, I'm going to be fired up more. Than, you, you, we're playing regional rivals. I don't want to lose any of those games. Uh, I, I, you know, I want to lose them. I just said that it's easy. It's an easier path, and we still take the seven million. And you schedule the you schedule the Sun Belt. 
and all the ACC schools that we want that we sell tickets for. And I can guarantee you right now, I can guarantee you the home games, if we're winning eight, nine, ten wins like Matt uh, Semenza is used to, that that's pirate football, we'll have 50,000 people there again. It's a matter of we're not winning enough games. The Look, casual- the, the, the games we've had 50,000 people for, other people have helped us. The the games we have 50, we, we ain't never drawn 50,000 on our own. We, we've drawn 50,000 when we played other regional opponents. You, you point to a game where we've drawn 50,000. I'm just somebody saying that. that was in our region. The, the, the beginning of the Ruffin McNeil era. What game? Well, Tulsa, um, Tulsa uh, I think, was. 2010? Well, because I know that 2010 season. Um, you can't average over. All right. Well, we were coming off back to back conference championships. You cannot average 50,000 for a season without having 50,000 multiple times, obviously. Right. Well, well, not not to be too argumentative, but two back to back conference championships and you have NC State at home that year. It helps the season take itself just a little bit. So I just don't. Bubba, didn't I try telling you the other day, don't make points for the other argument, even if they're valid points. You always stick to winning the argument. I told you this yesterday. Don't make oh, points for the other side. I'm just, I'm just saying, right now we're focused. We need to be focused on East Carolina, what's on our chest. And I think I have my shirt. Okay, anyway, I have a ECU baseball shirt on. But anyway, we need to. I'd like to talk to Cliff Godwin and Mike Houston and ask them which conference they'd rather be in. I, I bet you money. I bet you, I bet you. I bet you money. I bet you money they would say the Sun Belt. Let me ask you a question. Uh, right now, they're more worried about winning football games than baseball games, and they're not, they don't care. Yeah, they do. They care. You think they really care? I, they're worried absolutely. About- do you think Mike Houston cares right now after sitting, after sitting all day in Houston, Texas, and getting back at eight o'clock this morning? Do you think if you ask Mike Houston right now, would he rather have been playing in, in, uh, in, in, in Statesboro, Georgia last night? Or, or Houston, Texas, or Boone, or Norfolk. Yeah, I, I think now's the perfect time to ask Mike Houston what he thinks of the new American and all those schools in Texas. Yeah, let's ask him. Can we get him right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me call him on the cell phone. I yeah, mean, ask, him, ask him Ask him. how he feels about playing at Rice down in Houston in, in, in 23 versus playing in Harrisonburg win. against JMU as old school. Yeah, I, I, I bet you. I bet you he. Uh, I bet you he gives you a good answer right about now. We can, we can dominate. We're going to dominate the American. We're going to be the, one of the top marquee teams, and you may not like that. People may think what's well, boring, but I guarantee you, if we're winning eight, nine, ten games, people will be very excited. And yes, well, we you know what? Why don't we join the Mac? The Mac will be super easy to win. We'll, we'll have we'll have all the Southern speed, uh, and, and we can go play on the Mac, and we can play on Tuesday night. It will no, dominate the league play. and get lots of exposure, and we can win the league. In Northern Illinois, has shown you can make it to the New Year's Six by winning the MAC. So, if if you want to find an easy league to dominate, well, then let's go join the MAC. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's hilarious that uh, you don't see the easy path. It's a lot easier. That's what we need to. I, I disagree okay. with you. I, I, Let me tell you guys, people. the only the only thing worse than Thursday night NFL, and there's not much worse than Thursday night yeah. NFL in my opinion. Tuesday night action. Tuesday night action. Oh. Now, yeah, I mean, I can live with Wednesday, but Tuesday, I, I'm still recovering from my Saturday. Still, yeah, yeah, I watch it. I don't want the. I watch it, but I don't want to be playing in it. No, no I, I, I think, I, I think, I think by saying that we're dominating the league in 23, uh, to me, it's long term. To me, it's long term. Where are we going to be? Uh, we can get to the Big 12 from either conference, but the odds of us getting to the Big 12 are very slim. So, to me, it's long term. 20 years from now. 
do do you still want to be playing UAB and, and, and North Texas? No. I want to go long, this way. Long term, you want to have you want you to have regional opponents. You want to go back to you, you want to go back to basically like Gilbert. What he wants to do is he wants to go back to the days where we're independent in football and we have everything else in like the CAA. What in the we, hell are you talking about, Dave? What in the what is the French fried titty fuck are you talking about? Why why would you say I want to I want to go independent in football and put everything in the CAA? No, I think the the Sun Belt is a better conference now in football than the American. I think it's, I think it's a better conference in baseball than the American. Uh, barely, but it is. And I think it's regional opponents. So to me, there's no advantage to being in the American anymore. I would rather be with like-minded schools in, in, in similar situations as ours with fan bases like ours. It just makes more sense. Yes, I get the TV deal. I understand $7 million versus $2 million. It's basic math. Five seven is greater than two. That's a $5 million That's difference. But I think we can make it up in travel costs and ticket sales. I, I'm not. Yeah, we have a comment from P, uh, B. Pays that we want to put up there. And I know, um, Matt, you had a question about the quarterback, too. We're running long here tonight. Uh, he, and B. Pays says, you're still flying regardless. Texas, Georgia, Florida, West Virginia, et cetera. They're all plain rides. Our only bus rides. No, no, it's not true. That and is we, not true. We can bus to for Charlotte. foot, for foot, no bullshit. We, we could take a bus to Boone. We could take a bus to Harrisonburg. We could take a bus to Norfolk. Last year in CAA baseball, baseball, we took last year in baseball, we took a bus to Georgia Southern. The let's, only let's, the, the CAA, only baby. the the only place you would have to fly to in the division would be Marshall. That's it. About, and I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about tiddlywinks and volleyball. How about if we go back to uh, the CAA? And we can be FCS in football, and we can just play. Dave, I, I don't understand. See, see, when you when you when you get like this, and, and you're taking a point I'm trying to make, and then you're trying to. So, are you saying, Mister Mister, we're big time? So, do, do you think, North, think playing North time. Texas and UAB is more big time than than than, than playing Appalachian State and Marshall and Southern Miss? So, you, in I your opinion, what we do is you take the seven million, you take the seven million, play in the conference you're in. You schedule all those teams non-conference. No. We, fo- we focus on ECU and get an indoor I practice. am focused on ECU. I'm focused on what's best for ECU. And what's best for ECU long-term long is to not be I playing think, North Texas and Rice. No, I I, I want to take the I'm, – I'm taking that TV money, and we need to raise the money for the indoor practice facility. We need to e- win. Easier to raise indoor money – easier to raise money for indoor practice facility when people are interested in the games. I think they will be. It just comes down to winning games. That's what we need to be talking about is winning football games. If we win football games, regardless of if it's Western Carolina. Matt, what do you thought? You played here. Would, would you rather stay in the American? Would you rather go to the Sun Belt or get all the same to you? Here, here's what I'm, my, my question is, because I, I think both of you guys make some good. By the way, this is more entertaining than like Tucker Carlson and Geraldo Rivera when they argue on, on Fox. But uh, I, here's what I would need to see. I think the, I think this is what we would need to say, right? Because you both make very valid points. I'm assuming, and I could be wrong about this because I'm far removed from the program. I'm not nearly as close to it as you guys are, but I'm assuming we did a cost analysis breakdown. We looked at an ROI to try to determine what's more oh, uh, no, feasible. No, we am, I, am I overestimating East Carolina yes, University? You, you, you definitely are. I mean, because because really, when you look at it, I mean. There, there should be a group of people that are looking at this very closely and saying, all right, we're going to get $7 million, right, if we stay in the American per year. 
-hmm. What is the, and, and obviously if we go to the Sun Belt, it's going to be 2 million. So you have that $5 million gap. There needs to be a cost analysis done where you say, all right, what are the travel costs? What, where are we actually winding up on this? Are we actually um, in the positive? You know, if we, let's just say we were $2 million in the positive for the American, then okay. But, but there, I would need to see personally like a detailed cost analysis. I just don't know enough about how it shakes out financially for the university, honestly. But and the other thing I would is, much rather play teams like App. I, I despise playing in empty stadiums like, like yep. Rice. I have zero respect for that. You know, um, you know, like last night was embarrassing at Houston, but I, just, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I was just going to ask you guys. Um, do you think that was Mike Oresco who picked those teams, or do you think it was ESPN? I think it was Mike Oresco and the school presidents doing what ESPN told them to. Okay, that's what – so if they did that, they didn't do that because uh, – uh, yeah, wait, 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 wait now. I know where you're going. You're, you're saying ESPN wants those markets, and they're going to baka, 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 baka. They also own the Sun Belt, and the Sun Belt's getting great ratings, and they're not paying very much money for the Sun Belt, all things considered. So why would you want the American to take from property you already own? If if I'm ESPN, I'm saying take from Conference USA. We don't own that property right now. They don't have a contract with us except for streaming. Their TV for CBS Sports Network and Stadium. So go take go take teams from them, and then we're going to have the Sun Belt take the other teams that are more like minded. So to me, what they did is said, American, you take the big city teams. Some belt, you take the college towns, and we're going to destroy Conference USA because we don't own that property. And they only have five schools left, by the way, as of and today. It's, and it will probably soon be three because Western Kentucky and Middle are trying to get into the MAG, and I hope the MAG lets them in. Um, so it, it's, it, I don't look, I, 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 I don't understand, I, I never will understand the, the people being so. Locked in on this TV money. Uh, if 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 you <laughs> some people will 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 look at these big markets and think it's a good thing. Um, I think you're goofy. Uh, I think you can just look at the last round of expansion, look at where the Sun Belt is now, look at where Conference USA is now. And um, to me, it's it's clear. You take the best programs you can get, not the best markets. Uh, outside of UTSA and Florida Atlantic's been good recently. Uh, you, you, you know my I, picks. You, our picks were exactly the same. So, you well, know why picks. don't we go play with those other three? Because those other three are the three I really wanted to play. So, well, why, why don't we have? Why don't we schedule the games with them? That's what my frustration is. Because we don't have to schedule the games with them. We can just go join them. No, I mean schedule them there. You get the money. You get the best of both worlds. You get the money, and we have non-conference games that we need to fill. So, I, I just don't understand how how y'all not y'all how you. Well, and I'm accused, I guess I'm including B Page though, y'all. How you how y'all can't see the travel cost savings? He just we, put up we, there, bust, uh, we bust to Georgia Southern last year for baseball. I promise you, right for Olympic sports, with the with, with the occasional crossover game, we wouldn't fly anywhere. We pay three and a half million in travel costs uh, according to B Page. So that is in the current American. That is in the current American. That is not in the new American. The new American has more Texas schools. We have to consider the national ad buys, major markets bring in more money, regardless of how many folks are in the seats. We don't, think, we don't benefit from the ad buys. That's, that's, that's not even a valid point. The TV contract's a TV contract. ESPN benefits from the ad buys. 
doesn't help us. We don't get more money because of that. Well, they pay. They give us seven million a year, don't they? No, they gave the current team seven million a year. The new teams and those big markets get two point five million. They get basically the same thing the Sun Belt schools do. Those big market teams, right, we have they're getting through, two and a half million dollars. The next ten years, the next ten years, we're guaranteed we're going to get seven million. Right, but the new teams okay. in those big markets are getting two and a half million. One of the arguments you had was that you thought that the number of the our number would go from seven million down to about you know three four million, and so it would be a mm -hmm. big difference. And it would have if the money was divided equally. But those schools were so desperate to get out of Conference USA because they were getting tired of playing on C-SPAN three that they agreed to come and take two and a half million dollars. So MySpace, yeah, exactly. So, but but as far as ad revenue. That only benefits us if, if he's making the point that'll that'll help us in television contracts down the road. Then it's a valid point. Otherwise, it's not a point that matters to us. Our TV contract is our TV contract. the The ad revenue goes to ESPN. Now, the point is ESPN is going to pay more money down the road because of those big markets. Uh, time will tell. But in terms of look, I can tell you again, what advertisers really care about is viewers. Marshall and Appalachian got a million viewers. Marshall and yep. Coastal got 800,000 viewers, and that was head-to-head -head with NFL football games. All right, we've got uh, we got comments coming in. You're wrong. He said the ad buys make the TV contracts bigger. I do this for a living, and the radio side with radio nationally. Well, I, I just I just said that, Paige. I just, I, just, I, just, I just said that. I said if you're talking about it making the TV contracts bigger, then, then, then your point's valid. But the TV contract is already signed through 2031. It ain't getting no bigger. It's going to stay the same size through 2031. That's a good thing. You said it was going to go down, so that's a good thing. It did go down. Overall, it went down. Overall, the TV contract went down. We're just staying at the same amount. I'm just saying that for us, we're talking about East Carolina is $7 million for, for the next 10 years, correct? Correct. correct. Yes, for the next okay. 10 years. Correct. Yes, indeed. So we gotta, and this is another great point for Johnny Gardner. I'll be interested to see who we would place – Charlotte with on the future out of conference schedule when they become a conference mate. So, cause we've got a home and home um, Johnny's talking about coming up, but I can't remember. Bubba oh, I'm quite sure John Gilbert will just be working hard. I'm sure we'll get a home game. I'm sure we'll sign a home and home with, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, but it'll suck. Um, I hope not. And there's also an issue with the guys with the BYU um, John Gilbert talked about that sure. pregame before that. Uh, that yeah, well, he, I'm sure he'll come we up with something to, else that'll suck for that too. We need to find somebody different when we have these situations. You know, you mean we besides need find, John Gilbert, we need to find. <laughs> well, listen, John Gilbert aside, we need we need to see if we have a home and home opportunity. We need to find somebody different and unique that's going to excite the fan base. Somebody that you know, it's somebody maybe somebody different. We haven't hey, speaking, speaking of someone you know, what different, about, man. What about you going? Yeah, what about something? All right, how about like this for an example, right? A Rutgers, for example, right? And, and I'm just throwing some names out. Uh, it's funny, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I love uh, Rutgers. It's funny you mentioned that, Matt. There was a rumor. Uh, it, Gilbert confirmed it, but without confirming the team. Uh, I got reported about, I guess, a year and a half ago, maybe two years at this point that we were negotiating with a Power 5 team for a home-and-home, home, yep. and it fell through, and he said it was Rutgers. John Gilbert confirmed that it was a Power 5 for home-and-home, and, home, and we couldn't yep. agree with terms of the buyout, and it fell through. Uh, according to Igo, that was Rutgers. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. yeah, that would be a fun matchup, you know, two, two teams 
on the East Coast here where both fan bases will travel. Yeah. Just something different, something unique to excite the fan base. I'd, I'd rather see that personally. But, um, you know, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, next next year in twenty in twenty twenty two, Charlotte has Maryland coming to their fifteen thousand seat stadium. So, and I know they have reasons to do that for recruiting. Oh. I'm sure, but I don't understand. You know, let's get it done with somebody like Maryland, like Matt's saying. Well, Bubba, obviously, just, just like the, just like the American thought, it's the city of Charlotte. So that's all that matters. You know, who cares if it's a 15,000 seat stadium and nobody goes to the games? It's the city of Charlotte. It's club lit, baby, aka club shit, aka the litter box they dug in the ground. So, you know, let's get fired up to play in front of 5,000 people in club lit. But if we're in Charlotte, there's enough fans that not only our fans that are across the state and Empire Nation, there's, there's 15,000, 20,000 people that would be buying tickets for that game that right Bubba and our, that uh, our fan base is very strong and Charlotte and the surrounding area in South upstate South Carolina. Well, good, good luck buying 15 to 20,000 tickets for a stadium that holds 15,000. I'm just saying there's a, I'm saying there, there's demand for that game because there'd be Bubba, more demand for Appalachian. I'd rather hey, go to Boone than Charlotte any day. I love both, but, um, but as you far as the game, I love to go to Boone or Charlotte. I have no problems with either one. Um, uh, <laughs> Bubba, what are your thoughts? Would you rather go to Boone or Charlotte? <laughs> oh, Can we put you know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I think that both there's – I love all – like I said, I love all the teams in the Sun Belt. I have no issues with the Sun Belt. I don't Sports. love all the teams. I don't give a crap about Monroe. I don't give a crap about Texas State. I'm but just besides saying that, those two, I like all the rest of them. <laughs> um, I just don't see it. I, I, outside of, yes, as far as us, the fans. Exactly. Yeah. The fans. The fans. Exactly. The fans and the student athletes. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Do you think more of our players and the players that play at App State and, and Old Dominion and James Madison and Coastal Carolina, or do you think they know a bunch of players that play down at North Texas and Rice? Granted, I didn't want North Texas or Rice. I, I've I've been on the record of the teams I wanted, so that's not. A, I I think what we need to do is focus on winning the conference we're in, um, dominating the conference, winning wow. as many games possible. We take the, the TV conference money. we're in is not going need, to exist in twenty three. Oh, so you don't think it will? No, it's not. No, it's, that's a fact, Jack. It, we're, th this conference will not exist in twenty three. It's going to be a completely different conference. We're gonna have we're gonna have three teams gone, six new teams in. This conference, the conference we're in now, this version of the American will not exist in twenty three. No. Okay, right. I understand. I see. I see what you're going. I thought you wanted to give it some uh, some hot takes or something. I don't know. Um, but no, I me personally, uh, I'll take the TV money. Like I said, we need to win games. We need to build an indoor practice facility. We need more people. I, I think. To, I think Bubba and I just Bubba. just just. I think we look at things through a different lens, and 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 than you do apparently. And I, I don't. I'm Bubba's just Bubba's never going to be as vocal as me about anything. But I can tell you, Bubba feels as struggle as I do. Well, and, the, the only reason, the thing that I have the hold up on is just the, the financials of the situation. Because, like Matt was saying, 
I would love to be able to see those numbers to, to compare, um, to have a true feel for the situation. Bob, just like yesterday when we were talking about the distance and I told you the distance of each school and you had to look it up to see it for your face, I, I have enough common sense. I don't have to do research to have enough sense to know that we would save at least 2 to $3 million in travel. At least. I, I don't have to have it done in front of me. I don't have to have a deep dive or a cost analysis because I can guarantee you I'm right. It might not be tit for tat. It might not be five million dollars, but it's going to be two to three million dollars we would save in travel. This is better than first take. This is like this is like uh, Bayless and Stephen A. Smith in the old days. I mean, I just I know it would. I, I got enough sense to to know that it's going to be multi that it's going to be millions of dollars in savings and travel costs. And we and, lose. And, and, and then ticket sales are going to go up because we'll have fans from other schools. That will actually be able to come to our games. Who what in the new? Who, who in the American? Lose games. Who not in the American? Oh sure. Games. Oh, why would we continue to lose games? I don't think that way. I'm just saying that the, the bottom well, line. Well, I guarantee is, you. I guarantee games. you. If we if we continue to lose games, that we would still have more fans coming in the American. Excuse me, in the Sun Belt, because James Madison and Old Dominion and App State would send fans. But I, I'm not planning on losing. I think we're going to win no matter what league we're in. But I just think – I just to me, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow on Saturdays after our game's over and I'm checking scores and my interest is in a league we're not in. Let me ask I, you a question. I know how much you love East Carolina. The bottom line is we win football games. What if we went – let me ask you a question. If we go 12-0 in the American, mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to be excited about that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. That's what I'm – I'm just saying, you know, let's play some games uh, with Southern Miss, all those schools. I, have I no think there, I think I think you don't want to leave the American because because uh, you know the Sun Belt is the worst basketball league. <laughs> oh my God, uh, yeah, well, they're not. It's definitely not a good basketball league. But that's uh, that's a whole other show. That's fine. I mean, I just I'm looking at the money, but we. Uh, I don't think you are. I think you're looking at the money. I, I I I don't think you can see the call savings and the ticket sales. Do you, I mean? All right, let me ask you a question. We'll, we'll, we'll end it on this. Okay, I know we're at an hour and a half. All right. Uh, when Appalachian came here the two previous times, how many fans did they bring? Guesstimate. I would say I, I, my guess is around that section that we allot is three thousand fans, right, Bubba? I think our allotment. Cool. A lot more than that was full. Yeah, Terry Holland. Yeah. You know, it was it was six or seven thousand because they they filled that section up. They had yeah. other sections in the stadium, and then obviously um, pirate fans buying them tickets for for family friends. So you'd yeah. have them coming every other year. Uh, Old Dominion when they came, I think brought about three million or three million three thousand people. Coastal Carolina, I guarantee you would bring one to two thousand people. JMU. Now they're moving up to FBS. Hello. I guarantee you they would bring two, three, four thousand people. Uh, Marshall always brings around a thousand people. Georgia Southern would probably bring around a thousand to two thousand people. You tell me anybody in the American right now, including Charlotte, because they can't even sell out their own stadium, that's going to bring as many fans as any of those schools. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think of anybody. But exactly, that's revenue, Dave. That's revenue, the same but as TV money. Right, and I'm just saying, regardless of what league we're in, we've got to win. And if we win games, we'll still have, I would say, right now, off the top of my head, I would go with 
46 to 48,000 people. That's what's missing right now, Kyle, is we don't have the numbers. Even with our own people are not showing up for games, man. Why aren't we worried about that? You're worried about every other school. No, 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 I'm not. I'm worried. I'm worried. I think these schools would get our fans to show up. I think there'd be more interest in playing them. I don't think so. I, 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 I know really, so. I, I guarantee you our fans would rather play Marshall and Southern Miss and Appalachian State. So what you're saying is your logic is if we were 12 and 0 that none of our fans would show up because we're not playing Appalachian State and Marshall. The Dave, line, Dave, 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 Dave. What, what did I say that, that made you think if I if we were 12 and 0 that we wouldn't that the fans wouldn't show up if we were well, that's, my, that's the logic you have. No, it's not. No, it's not tell me what my logic is. You don't well, have control of my brain. I don't want you to control your brain. Well, to try controlling your own because I don't think you're capable of fooling a fully functional fault beyond TV money. I yes, think that's I, all you see. That is no. the only revenue that we can create in the American is TV money. There are chances for other revenue being created in the Sun Belt. There's we, way more chances for more revenue to be created outside of TV with us playing in the current Sun Belt than there is in the in, in the in the new American. Way I tell you what I'm. I tell you what. I tell you what I'm going to. Tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Get him! Get him, dog! Get him! I'm going to call the Sun Belt and see. Like I'm going to ask him. Do you know Kyle Barber? Because I think he's on your payroll. I, I no, no, it's not just me, dude. It's not just me. I'm the one being vocal about it. <laughs> anyway, I'm, uh, I, I think. Oh my God, it's it's. Uh, we need to get Gilbert on, and we'll see. We'll see if we can get Captain Excitement. Hey, John Gilbert. We keep trying to get you on the show. If you're scared, say you're scared. Come on the show. Let's talk. I'll be nice. I promise. Let's see if there's been a cost analysis that's been done, and and and, and let's and let's figure this out. You proved to me we're better off being in, in in the American. Prove it. Just just prove it. I promise I'll be on my best behavior. No swearing. So we, we we've asked multiple times for John Gilbert to come on the show. He hasn't done it. I guess he's a very busy man. So, John, I'm asking you publicly as a Pirate Club member. Bubba's a Pirate Club member. Dave's a Pirate Club member. Matt's a former player. I'm assuming he's a Pirate Club member. We're asking you, not as members of the media, but as Pirate Club members, to come on our show, discuss conference realignment, and I, I want to see if a cost analysis has been done uh, of, of revenue for the American versus money we would save by being in a regional conference. Okay. Well, obviously, I'd much rather be uh, over, overall, but ESPN decides everything with college football, including, by the way, which is a whole other show. We're going to leave it on this. Uh, um, they decide the four teams in the playoff. It's not a real playoff. It's a made-for-TV event. They do everything for college football. They are the real commissioner for college football. They decided who's in our league, and they obviously let teams go to the um, Big 12 to save that league. Um, you know, it's, it's totally ridiculous. Um, but anyway... Um, we had a lot of fun tonight, Matt. Thank you for your private comments. You made my night. Uh, I wish we could, uh, people love that. He, he's the best. And I appreciate you guys, your comments. You guys, uh, hanging out with you guys from the South all the time. I'm going to start saying y'all, I don't really say that up North too much, but it's, it's starting, I'm starting to, uh, it's rubbing off on me a little bit. <laughs> no doubt. And, uh, we're going to have you back in Greenville, I feel in a few years, uh, but we have, <laughs> Uh, Bubba, I know that we have a great, great title sponsor for the playback uh, with Ellen and K Custom Homes. Absolutely. Appreciate the support of Kevin Walker on KK. 
Um, give him a call at 336-688-8461, or you can email him at kwalkerkev at aol.com. L&K Custom Homes, um, the title sponsor of the Pirate Football Playback. Also appreciate the support of former East Carolina defensive lineman Josh Smith. Uh, he's been in the restoration business for for over a decade now, going back to right after or maybe even during his playing days. So check out his business, encrestoration.biz, uh, or give him a call, 252-241-0812, if you have any of those needs that you see there on the screen, such as pressure washing, commercial and residential exterior cleaning, deck, fence, and concrete restoration, as well as other things. And then um, earlier in the show, uh, we had mentioned all right. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, Bob. If Josh, I, I need the I need the north side of my house pressure washed. Uh, if 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 Josh will come do it, I'll video it and we can show it here live. His his work in progress. And uh, earlier in the show, um, speaking of guys doing work for you, Kyle, and I know this guy had what? had done some lawn care work for you, uh, Skyler Garner, uh, with Eastern NC Lawn Pro, correct? Correct, he did. He uh, did a great job. I had him come out and ask to give me an estimate for a big job uh, to to clean up uh, part of my land uh, this winter. But uh, yeah, he uh, he did some. Uh, we we had a lot more issues back in August, and uh, it was it was in the shop for an extended period of time. And uh, I paid him to uh, take care of my lawn, and I got a lot of lawn to take care of for about three weeks. He did a tremendous job. And uh, if you uh, if you're in Lenore, Green, Wayne, Pitt County. Uh, contact Skyler. He'll uh, he'll do you right at very reasonable prices. All right. And, and then if you have any security needs, give Tim Neal a call with Surveillance and Security Solutions. Uh, they're reliable, timely, and accurate. Uh, you can reach Tim Neal at 716-490-4503. Appreciate all the support for the program. And if obviously you want to be a part of the show and the Sports Objective family, you can just reach us at thesportsobj at gmail.com. Again, thesportsobj at gmail.com, and we'd love to have you. Thanks to Kevin again for being the title sponsor of the Pirate Football Playback. Pirates lose 31-24. Guys, uh, we'll have our preview, by the way, on Tuesday night, so hopefully uh, people will tune in as we have a short week as well for uh, for those guys, for those of us guys that are uh, in the media for the show. So we got a short week. There'll be a press conference tomorrow with Mike Houston. We'll have that up. And much more on our uh, YouTube, right? Uh, YouTube channel, and obviously on other platforms as well. So uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight, listening. You've been watching and listening to the Pirate Football Playback right here on the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody, and go Pirates! Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Udon Cheek, assistant track and field coach at East Carolina University. You are plugged into the Sports Objective Podcast. If you are a fan, you are plugged into the right place. And if you're really a fan, you will share that link. My heart is purple and gold. I'm a pirate down to my soul. And I don't back down, not at all. Find out when the cannons explode. Boom!